My brother John is a year younger than I, and not surprisingly, we spent a lot of time together growing up. Also, not surprisingly, now and then we would get on each other's nerves. Uh, at times, we would deal with these situations appropriately, and at other times, things would escalate until one of us couldn't take it anymore. And I remember during this one year, whenever we decided, either of us, to act upon this aggression that we felt, uh, we would say, uh, prepare to meet your maker. It was very ominous when we said it. Prepare, I'm not sure where we heard it from. It might have been from a movie, or maybe we were really listening in church or something. But we would say, prepare to meet your maker before the attack would ensue. Uh, that's, that, it was pretty scary. It, it did the job to let the other person know uh, their time has come. As I think about that, I think, why should the word prepare so often have such an ominous ring to it? Why is it that we're always preparing for difficult or for tragic things, scary things? It seems like we are much better than that than we are preparing for joyous things. We prepare for tests of all sorts. We prepare for storms. Uh, we prepare for death. We prepare for fights, for all these sorts of nasty things. We find it for some reason, I think, in our, in our lives, so much easier to prepare for a rainy day, even talk about it more, than we do to prepare for a sunny day. Well, during the Advent season, as we prepare for God made known through Jesus, it's important to not get so caught up in this negative type of preparation. So often we read John the Baptist's call for repentance in this way. We read that call for repentance as simply a way, perhaps, for us to not find a way to, uh, to the fires of hell, whatever that means. Uh, that sort of call for repentance that has been echoed through the years uh, uh, heartily and sternly by preachers over the centuries has, I think, been misconstrued too often as preparing for the rainy day. Preparing for that fearful day when you will meet your maker, as my brother and I used to say. But repentance really shouldn't be a scary word. Uh, preparing to meet your maker, preparing your way for the Lord, as John the Baptist says, can and really should be a, a joyous occasion. Uh, making straight paths, making straight our paths, doesn't mean unhappy, uh, lifeless ones. To repent simply means to turn away. To turn away from those things that are keeping us captive in our life to turn away from those things that are pulling us down in our life, to acknowledge that we are not perfect and that we should be turning toward Christ, to turn toward God, to focus our paths straight toward the living God, God's love in the flesh, in our flesh. 
And think about how we prepare for that. In his cry for repentance, as we heard, John the Baptist challenged, actually, the religious people of his day, the church-going people, to look at themselves, to not presume a privileged place in God's sight, but to live lives recognizing the opportunities that God has put in each day to walk the walk. Now, we'll never be worthy, as John talks about, even to tie Jesus' sandals. But what is important, that's really not important, what is important is that we turn toward God and, and the love of God which Christ represents. And that shouldn't be a scary thing to do, but a freeing and a joyful thing to do. In some ways, it's like we hear in the passage about this voice crying out in the wilderness. In some ways, we're like that voice crying out in the wilderness, trying to find our way in the midst of this wild and untamed world that we live in, where things like viruses and other unknown realities can happen in our life, things outside of our control where chaos might seem to loom around every corner, where maybe it feels like some days we're eating locusts and wearing itchy camel fur like John the Baptist. And in the midst of that discomfort, in the midst of that, those strange feelings that we have like we do now, we need to figure out what it means to prepare a way in our heart for God's love to come alive to know that God's grace is great enough that we even can have a rep an opportunity to repent when those times when we're part of making up the wilderness in this life, when we are the ones who are bringing the chaos and the uncertainty, that we have been given by God this opportunity to repent, to turn away from that, those things that we've caused by our own accord or things that have happened outside of our control, we can turn away from it all and turn towards God's love and know that we are accepted, that know we are loved. This is the good news of Jesus Christ that we are preparing for, not just during the Advent season, but we prepare for coming alive in our life every day of our life. This is what the voice crying out in the wilderness wanted faithful people to hear. And in the midst of all the distractions in our life, that's what God wants us to hear for us. It's like Isaiah prophesied that, as Audrey read earlier, God intends this good news when we hear it, when we accept it, when we take it in, to, to cause transformation, to change people, to change the world. The prophecy of Isaiah of a, of a peaceful kingdom isn't just some nice, cute ideal that Isaiah is sort of thrown out there for God. It is a call to recognize that with God all things are possible. A green shoot can spring forth from a lifeless stump. Enemies can lie down together in peace. A little child shall lead them. This, these, these strange things can happen. These, these you know, unexpected things can happen. No situation is so hopeless. No situation is so impossible that Christ can't come alive within it. That God's presence, that God's love can't 
rise up within it. This is what we as individuals and we as a church must live out in our lives. We must walk, not just talk about in our lives. So don't delay this Advent season to begin efforts to prepare a way, not only to prepare for whatever ways you're going to celebrate Christmas this year in this strange time, but, but, to, to, but to prepare to meet your maker in a joyous way. Maybe it's the way I say, prepare to meet your maker. It was sort of, a, that's the problem. We should say, prepare to meet your maker. Sounds a lot different that way, doesn't it? But we should be preparing to meet our maker in a joyous way every day. I heard it once said that the two saddest sentences a person can say are there is plenty of time and then it's too late now. Uh, somewhere in between those two sentences, there's plenty of time and it's too late now is a lifetime of missed opportunities to prepare the way of the Lord in your life, and in your community, in this world, the time is now to be about that. Especially now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is today, and it's beckoning you to participate in it. In a time when we need to share this good news. So don't rest on your Christmas laurels. Too many people sort of put too much stock just in Christmas Day. It's strange for a minister to say that, but I will say that. Because every day, we're supposed to feel that sense of the Christmas spirit welling up within us. Think of that story, The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. You know, you think about that story and there's probably no one in literature that, that sort of repents like Scrooge does. Scrooge repents. He turns around completely to focus on what's important in life, the wealth of God's love and, and and the opportunity to share it. But I pray that for Scrooge, this wasn't a one-time thing. This wasn't just sort of a passing fad. Just imagine how awful the story would be if it doesn't end with Scrooge bringing the turkey and the presents to Tiny Tim's house. But instead, you see it a week later, and Scrooge is right back to the way he was before. And then it ends. That would not be a good story. Uh, this, uh, uh, what we strive for is a lifelong event. It's not a day-long change of pace. It's not, let's see how nice I can be on Christmas Day. It is, what does it mean to be a child of God, a faithful child of God, preparing the way for God's presence in this world every day? Now, we're not perfect. Scrooge might have felt a tinge of greed every now and then during that next year after he felt that transformation the Christmas spirit might leave us at times, especially in the time, like the times we live in. But what's essential is that we do our best to continue to turn back to it. Search for it, to turn back toward that living God that we know alive for us. To make our paths straight toward that gospel truth to turn toward Jesus, the hope of the world. Do we need hope for our world? We need to be vaccinated with that sort of hope. Immunized to the, the fear and anxiety and, 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 and 
the weightiness that so often we let ourselves be overburdened by. Not that we don't feel that anxiety uncertain, but we need to feel that strength that only God can give us to turn away from it, to make our paths straight to a new reality, to prepare the way for God within us first and then for others as well, to participate in this kingdom. I hope that you will join me in these weeks ahead, during Advent especially, to prepare to meet your maker with a sense of joy, a sense of hope that might seem out of place, might seem uncommon, might seem unexpected, sort of like a lamb and a wolf lying together, a lion and a calf lying together. Sort of seems strange. And yet that is the gift that God gives to us. The uncommon, unexpected love that lives for you today. That we remember and prepare for this season. That we prepare a way for in our hearts and in our world. So as we share in communion this morning in a little bit, I want you to think about the ways as we take Symbolically, we share in this symbolic action, very different in what we normally do. But think symbolically how you take in the body of Christ to be a part of your body. How you take that in to feel God's presence alive within you, to be nourished and nurtured by it in that simple and powerful way. And how then you serve it up to others in the course of your week. That's the, what we need to prepare for in our lives. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the way that you remind us in this Christmas story that you are there, that you are with us, that in the midst of unexpected and uncommon moments in our life that we need not fear that we can take on tomorrow because we take you inside of us in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls and that's always there nothing takes it away nothing in all creation can separate us from it we ask you to remind us of that we ask you that, you, that we take up that task of reminding others of that as well as we prepare the way for you in our hearts today and always. Amen. And now let's sing together uh, it would be on 2089 of the Faith We Sing hymnal but has been emailed to you or in the live stream description Wild and Lone the Prophet's Voice.